Greetings, adventurers, and welcome to the latest episode of Tome Show News. I'm Lewis Brenton, and with me are Tracy Hurley and Branda Stoddard. Tome Show News is here to bring you brief news updates, primarily on the Dungeons & Dragons role-playing game and things that are impacting the D&D community. This episode of TSN is being recorded on Friday, September 17th. Here's the news. The D&D play manager at Wizards of the Coast, Chris Tulak, has announced the conclusion of an extensive round surveying and feedback that included almost 4,500 respondents. From these surveys and feedback, the Adventurers League will be making extensive new changes in an effort to appeal to more players. Uh, there will be a major player-side rules revision and a regular blog feature from Wizards of the Coast called Game On. The new player's guide is intended to address points of frictions for players, make it easier to get new players into the game, and to keep the document short and manageable. There will be a further round of surveys and feedback in the near future. Here in September, we're beginning a period of unusually quick Dungeons & Dragons book releases from Wizards of the Coast. On September 21st, the Feywild-based adventure The Wild Beyond the Witchlight will release. Then on October 19th, we'll have Fizzband's Treasury of Dragons, giving us lots of dragon-themed goodness. And finally on November 16th, the newest Magic the Gathering slash D&D crossover, Strixhaven, Curriculum of Chaos, will come out with setting information and short adventures set in Magic's Strixhaven University. Speaking of Wild Beyond the Witchlight, the internet is quickly becoming flooded with information about the contents of the book, which centers around the Witchlight Carnival. As review copies are circulating, images of stuff in the book and reactions to it are all around us. The table of contents has been seen, which includes five chapters of adventure and five appendices, covering magic items, factions, creatures, and the like. NPCs featured in the book include characters from the old 80s D&D cartoon and toy line, such as Kelek, Warduke, Zarak, Ringlerun, Strongheart, Elkhorn, and Mercian. D&D veterans of a certain age will experience high levels of excitement about these inclusions. And as an editorial comment, I am of that certain age, and I loved my D&D toys back in the day. I had so many of these guys. In addition, write-ups have appeared for the new rabbit folk race known as Herringons and for a challenge rating 13 Jabberwock, also called a Burbling Dragon. You can also find an episode of the Surprise Round here on the Tome Show Network giving a preliminary response to review copies of the book. The Wild Beyond the Witchlight hardback adventure comes in at 256 pages and promises to take characters through levels 1 through 8. Its MSRP is $50, and it will be coming out right around a day after you hear this news report. In the Paizo keynote address during Gen Con, Eric Mona, publisher and chief creative officer, and that's a new way to, quote, create and publish your own Pathfinder and Starfinder adventures, character guides, best series, and more, end quote. Paizo is adding the ability for folks to use its intellectual property and their own creations to be published through the Pathfinder Infinite or Starfinder Infinite programs powered by DriveThru RPG. This community content program will allow creators to use the property, uh, including Pathfinder's Lost Omens campaign setting and iconic characters, as well as reference creations from other community members. Creators of work offered through the community content program will get 50% royalties 
every time the title sells and there are options for donating that royalty to charity. Starting October 13th, be able to upload and publish works on the sites. With the release of The Wild Beyond the Witchlight come many official supporting products. Gale Force 9 has a new Witchlight-specific DM screen coming out. They're also featuring a line of unpainted miniatures, including Archfey and some of the above-mentioned rabbit people. Wizards of the Coast is partnering with WizKids to release booster boxes of their pre-painted miniatures to go along with the Witchlight adventure. There are also pictures floating around of a swamp gas balloon. In addition, there will be a Witchlight Carnival dice and miscellany box set similar to what we've seen before. The dice are a lovely sparkly orange with purple numbers, and the box converts into two felt-lined dice trays. Also included are a player-friendly fold-out map of the Witchlight Carnival and 19 reference cards. This set carries an MSRP of $30 and will be released on September 28th. On the 13th of September, Paizo fired customer service and community manager Sarah Marie for unknown reasons, and customer service representative Diego Valdez resigned in solidarity. The next day on Twitter, former Paizo product manager Jessica Price accused Paizo upper management of a wide variety of improprieties, including transphobia, assault, health code violations, displaying racist symbols, and more. Former Paizo production specialist Crystal Fraser leveled further allegations against Paizo, as did former Paizo system administrator Lisa Guillet. In the time since, many other current and former Paizo employees have responded on social media, including Paizo President Jeff Alvarez, Chief Creative Officer Eric Mona, Director of Game Design Jason Bullman, and many others. This story is still unfolding, and we will report on further developments as they emerge. Continuing the story on global supply chains, starting September 17th, 2021, Ravensburger North America will not accept any additional orders. This will allow them to concentrate on fulfilling current open orders and delivering items in time for Q4 and the 2021 holiday season. The reason for this is continuing uncertainty in global supply chains, especially combined with, quote, record consumer demand, end quote. For those unaware, Ravensburger is a company that makes puzzles, games, and a number of toys. They're attending Gen Con and even offered pre-orders for merchandise at their booth. I'm not sure we've seen the end of the supply chain issues, and I hope companies will continue to adapt to their ever-shifting realities. With that, we conclude the September 17th episode of Tome Show News. We always enjoy bringing you the news on all the happenings with the game we all love and the community that surrounds it. If you have items of information that you think we should be covering on TSN, please reach out to our team, either by emailing us at tomeshownews at gmail.com or on Twitter at tomeshownews. I'm Lewis Brenton. I'm Tracy Hurley. And I'm Brenda Stoddard. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.